millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. Thank you so much for coming around to our file. All right. What do you reckon? One more crocodile Dundee, right? Yeah. And this crocodile Dundee, mm-hmm. he's in a nursing home. I, really like, like I genuinely think that would be compelling. Yeah. Right? Okay. Hoags, he's he's he's, 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 he's is in a nursing his, home. His 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 sidekick breaks him out. Oh, beautiful, right? Okay, yeah. and 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 we see it's it's almost like he's a you know, like guy. an aged Batman or something like that, mm. right? He's 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 Dundee. He's he's in a wheelchair. Right. Oh, that's good. All right. He, he can't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have his, his sort of whatever it was. You know that the, that physical strength. And we see the power mm. of the mind of, of of crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Right. We see him face down a crocodile just with his face, just yeah. with his just with his words. Even though, yeah, because he's he's got dementia. Yes. But <laughs> he doesn't know what a crocodile is anymore. But he's still no. But he still has his connections. It's, it's like you know when you play like a person oh, yes. with like. Dementia, Old like a, you play, them music. play music from their time. Right. You get this going from a crocodile, and he feels normal again. <laughs> and the body just takes over the muscle yeah. memory. Yeah. You just you just wrap his arms around a crocodile, and he knows how to wrestle it. Yeah, you've just got to get him onto the crocodile, and yeah. he'll do the rest. You put him in front of a chicken, and he will hypnotize <laughs> it. You get him in front of a spider, and he will lure it into his hand, and then put it down a back the back of a bad guy's shirt. Did he do that? Well, I would be surprised. I mean, if he bloody didn't, that's a blo- that's that's in that's yeah. bloody in the movie. Even it's, if he did do that, I think people would love it for it's a callback. It's a it's callback. Like Star yeah. Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah, you know, it's 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 Crocodile Dundee, The Force Awakens. Yeah, and okay, so so opening scene, he's he's just kind of like he's 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 a little bit limp. He's just a little bit limper than he used to be. He's sitting in his wheelchair at the table in the dining hall of yep. the of the thing, and. And then he he picks up his utensils and he yep. turns to the to the orderly and he goes, "Beautiful, you call this a knife?" <laughs> and he said, "You know, you're not allowed. You're not allowed real knives, Mister Dundee." <laughs> yeah. No, he says, "You call this a knife?" And she says, "Yes, Mister Dundee, we call this a knife." <laughs> and he says, "Good knife." <laughs> This thing writes itself, um, but but there's got to be at some some point, like mm. like he's he's only allowed plastic cutlery or something, so he doesn't hurt himself. But at some point, he does something really impressive with the plastic cutlery, like he throws a plastic knife across mm. the room and like stabs a guy to death. Yeah, or maybe he kills it, a lot more people in this. Oh, one, so, by so the way. He, it's like kind of Rambo. It's, but... it's it's a bit like Rambo because he does he no longer really understands. The limits, like you know, when he mm. when he was at his peak physical condition, he knew his own strength. He knew his limits. And deep down, right? he was a good guy. And deep down, he was a good guy. But now he's lost a lot of his inhibitions, as people do when they become senile. Yeah. And also, he doesn't know his own strength. Of course, right? yeah. which is still impressive when still, called upon. Still impressive for a guy his age. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can throw a thing. Maybe like maybe he doesn't kill a guy straight up. He might throw his plastic knife, and it goes into like yeah. a, a watermelon, into a, a, or maybe a creme brulee. You know something yeah. that's very soft. No, not creme brulee. Uh, what's that? Um, uh, uh, what's the what's the wobbly one? Uh, like a jelly. Like a jelly. Like a sort of because it's all jello. Because because if I guess if it's a creme brulee, <laughs> you picture that's flat, that's perpendicular to the ceiling. Yes, you would have to sort of be lobbing loop, it. It's a lob, and you lose a lot of the uh, <laughs> the penetrating power of yeah. the knife when you go the lob. Yet it's still. <laughs> I mean, it, there's still accuracy in there, and that is impressive. I think I, in in a way it's more impressive, right? Like like if I went to a uh, mm. a circus, right, yeah. and they called out the amazing Ramon knife lobber. 
Yeah. And Ramon's wife lies on the ground mm. and Ramon lobs the knives so they curve up. He, he's not even like aiming on a direct trajectory. No, absolutely. This is all in the curve and they loop up. Is she spin spinning and come still? Down. She's, she's spinning. spinning. She's spinning. She's and, on a lazy And he's just, he's just got a packet of picnic plastic utensils. Oh, I, I, I think Ramon still has he uses full knives. Full knives. I, you think people wouldn't be impressed with... <laughs> just chucking I up mean, a fistful of plastic I know, utensils. But the, fa- but the fact that somehow he gets them to go... Yeah, well, now I'm starting to suspect that it's there's some sort of sleight of hand, some sort of trickery going on. Wow. I'm being played for a rube. Maybe, maybe he's... He's just throwing them high enough. He's lobbing them real high so that they reach terminal velocity. Oh, wow. You yeah. Know? Which I think is probably still quite low. Well, if if they're just flailing in the air, but if you kind of give them a bit of a, like a, you know, if you get torsion, them, tur- you get them torsion going in the right yep, way. Yeah. Yep. No, that's true. All right. We're, you, know, we're you know how like people can... Breaking up the laminar flow of the... Absolutely. A lot yeah. of laminar flow being broken up. <laughs> Less eddies, more steadies. That's right. <laughs> Okay, uh, okay. Right, first sketch. Okay. Paul, uh, Crocodile Dundee nursing home sketch. Right, this is, this is, is while you're running this down, uh, as good as time as any is d- to mention my new Crocodile Dundee joke, which I've already told to you, yep. which is the one where, uh, uh, and apologize, apologies if I'm just remembering this, and this already is in Crocodile Dundee, but I think it's an original one, where the, uh, the American lady uh, complains that Crocodile Dundee doesn't have any toiletries. Yeah. And then Crocodile Dundee, Mick. As they call him in the Mick. in the in the outback, yeah, Michael leads her outside and says, "What are you talking about? We've got heaps of toiletries." And he points and he points at a tree and says, "That's a toilet tree." Toilet tree. That's a toilet tree. Toilet tree. Yeah. Toilet tree. Uh, that tree we use that it's, one. For that's going to be in the show. They're going to love that. We got to get to Paul Hogan before he fades away. Yeah. Um, and I think I've called it Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee down under his luck. It's really good. Yeah. How do you, do you think Hogs will just fade away like Yoda? <laughs> you know, when they get to a certain age, they know I they don't die. They just fade away. Yeah, I think uh, Aussie comedy legends—they just kind of stand half translucent, watching watching the mm. other sort of promising mm. sons of up and, com- up and coming. Sort of, you know, the promising young Trevor Marmalades. Yeah, I, I reckon when Ronnie Chang is kind of performing comedy on the side of the stage, there's uh, Bert Newton, who's, who isn't dead, but he is getting more translucent. Um, the King. Yep, the, the King. king. Uh, the, which the King? The King. Yep. Not the, you know, not of England. Graham, Graham Kingity. Kingity, yeah. Uh, and uh, Auntie Jack. And Auntie Jack. Auntie Jack. Oh, wow. I'll rip your... Flaming arms off. Yeah. Rip your bloody arms off. Rip your fucking arms I've off. Never, I've only seen cut. it in sort of looking back clips. I where think that, look in a back. way, I think that only that's the only way it existed. All right. Uh, new sketch. Okay, right? yep. Totally fictional. Yeah. Retrospective of Australian comedy. Okay. Oh, we make up a series of characters. Okay. I like this um, a lot. Uh, Darren the Elf. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> he's like the Australian elf. Right, Santa's Australian elf, and he, uh, you know, uh, he was a lovable character in the seventies. And he, looking back on him, he was he was very homophobic. But at the time, everyone loved him, and yeah. it was actually quite progressive because you didn't see those kinds of characters portrayed. Yeah, and actually, it turns out that he was one of the pygmy people from sort of a, like a you know, <laughs> of sort of faraway island kind of thing. Right. You yep. know, so that's why he was so small. I see. And sort of like I guess an elf. Yep. When somebody's an elf, they're not just. I guess you don't expect them to be small. An elf doesn't necessarily have to be. I small. expect an elf to be small. Well, well, a Santa's elf, yeah, but not like a Tolkien elf. No, that's true. Different they're, type they're of sort elf. Of, yeah, they're kind of more slender. But but then again, that suggests <laughs> that maybe Santa is just really big. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a new new twist on it. Yeah. Have we ever seen Santa standing next to just a human for scale? Yeah. I don't think we have. Only in sort of dumb comedies. There's yes. no sort of dark, gritty, you know, proper Santa movies, realistic Santa movies, where it turns out that the elves that work for him are sort mm. of enslaved Tolkien elves. The, the elves that work for him are themselves giants. Whoa. <laughs> Santa himself is a colossus, and that's how wow. he's able to get around the world so quickly. Because because he just he could just basically move the he earth. rotates the he earth. rotates the he earth. Stands it's like a globe a to him. Yes, he spins it around. Yeah, 
He has a he's with his mighty paws and his he has paws and his huge mammals. It, it almost seems pointless for him to have all those reindeers. It is. He doesn't yeah. really stand on your roof. He just hovers above, mm-hmm. and he has one of those. And he's got surg- surgical training, and he has one of those little pipes that they send up the vein in your leg to put in a stent. <laughs> but that's how he gets down the chimney. That's how he gets down the chimney to used, drop off the presents. No, he and uses also, one of those things like they do when you see a montage of like uh, people working in labs in a news report about viruses, right? Mm. Where they suck up a whole. They've got like a. A pipette that's like ten pipette. pipettes all li- linked together, and oh, they suck yeah. a whole lot of stuff. Oh, see, that's good. That, that's efficiency. So, so he that's squeezes he it, it, lets the presents out. Yep, and then he sucks up the cookies and milk. Yep, <laughs> like that, and then he squirts it into his <laughs> into mouth. His mouth, and that's. I guess that would explain why he would be able to eat so many cookies and milk mm-hmm. throughout the mm-hmm. journey, is because he's very he's large. He's a giant. He's a huge. This is all making. A he's lot a of colossus. Sense. Don't. Yes. He's Sorry, a he's col- a colossus. Yeah. I, I sorry. I was when I said he's a giant. I was in my persona as an elf. Okay, you were a giant elf. Yes. Yeah. Who not regards a, him? Not a giant elf. No, no, no. That no, would no, be a colossus. That would be a colossus. <laughs> you would be Santa. <laughs> of course, if there were giant elves, then that that's, suggests that there might be a a giant Santa. Indeed. Um. Um. Well, I mean, you know, that's another question for another time. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go too deep into that. Is has anyone ever seen Santa and God in the same room? At once, because mm. I mean, if I was a cynical man, yeah, I might say, you know, I, I can believe one supernatural entity, yeah, yeah who yeah. loves us all and you know punishes the wicked, yeah, right. But, but two, two who both happen to have white beards, yeah, that seems strange. Mm. It seems strange that there'd be that many people in that kind of industry, yeah. who would make it to that age. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Like, you know, even if they were originally, I would say that by now there would have been some kind of a merger. Like, they would have consolidated that market and God would have bought out Santa think, a long or, or time Or God ago. would have killed Santa. It would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to flood his room or <laughs> drop frogs in his room. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think this town's big enough for the both of them. Not two egos like that. Yeah. There, I mean, there, if it hasn't happened, somehow there's been some kind of either mediation mm. or it's about mm. to happen. Well, either that or there's some kind of anti-competitive behavior going on. Some, they're colluding in some way. They kind of have a duopoly, a duopoly on judging people. Exactly. Um, and, and I think the ACCC should look into it because it, yeah. it's, it's, it strikes me that, that we're not getting the best value for the consumer. I mean, obviously, yeah. free presence represents quite good value. Yeah, that is really good. Um, maybe they're kind of they're just keeping the devil out of the market. Was he was he so, is he sort Squeezing of the, him out. is he sort of the Aldi <laughs> in the sort of Woolworths and Coles, Coles. kind of duopoly here? <laughs> and he's trying to do some judging, and he, they're, they're they're really painting you know painting him with yeah. a bad brush, sort of getting a lot of news stories in there where where uh, the devil has caused you know you, you find you find a lot of mold on the, some of the devil's things. <laughs> Is that, is that a thing that happens in Aldi? I started seeing, like, there was, maybe last year there was a lot of stories where, like, news stories where it's like, oh, somebody found mold on something in from from Aldi. No, uh, it's not mold. It's mold. It's, <laughs> of course. It's That's a, very good. Special German mold. German mold. Yeah, off-brand. Mold. 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 It actually it tastes, it tastes the same as regular tastes mold. Tastes the same. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not Australian. It's not grown in Australia. Yeah, and that doesn't bother me. No, it's it's but it's be- better value mold. Yeah, in I the mean, end, that's, in the end, that's well, we're delivering better value mold for yeah. Australian families, yeah. and this you know having more different places you can get mold from. Ultimately, it's, it's going to lead to a, a healthier market. So, is there something? Should I be writing down anything to do with Santa? And I think God? I think yeah. Okay, so what is it? What do we think is 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 is, is best now? Look, I'm aware that. Uh, South Park, obviously, their first short was Jesus versus Santa, right? So I think right. the idea that they are in competition is maybe not the one that we want. But I think the idea that they're both the same person, God and Santa, uh, yeah, could be could be something. Or in cahoots. Or they're in that they're in cahoots. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe cahoots. I mean, but but should we include the fact that he's a that he's a colossus in there? <laughs> That feels like a separate idea. Like I think we're overcomplicating things a little bit by sure. like people can believe God and Santa are you know in cahoots, but I think that that we're also saying oh and by the way, Santa is a colossus who can turn the earth with one mighty yeah. hand. And he has a a, a ten tipped pipette. 
Yeah, with a ten tipped pipette. <laughs> ten tipped pipette. Ten tipped pipette. Ten tipped pipette. I do love saying that's a great band name, but and and that is a great band name. Ten tipped pipette. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what's the most amount of liquid you've ever had in a pipette? Oh, um, well, you know, well, what or what is the what is the biggest pipette? You could have How big could, no, could it be Or would personally. it just become a pip At that point It would yeah. no longer be a pipette It would just be a full well, a size pip, pip. A, a pip is actually just a pipe Oh <laughs> 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 Yeah alright Nah fair cop um, Fair cop Fair cop <laughs> What's the most water I've ever had In a bloody pipette oh, yeah. That's another story For another bloody time I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Right, you're right You're right Uh but then, I mean, I don't blame a bloody joke for that one. Is there a... I mean, it feels like there's something... There, uh, this feels like there's sketches or stories in a in a chemistry teacher. You don't get a lot of chemistry teacher stuff. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, obviously Breaking Bad has really blown open the uh, <laughs> the chemistry teacher parody joke sketchy market thing, right? Really? Like, well, I, I mean, I imagine there'll be... More, okay. But that's because you don't go to all the hilarious Breaking Bad parody shows that's that true. seem to be on at every comedy that's festival. True. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I I think though, um, if we were to yeah do something about a chemistry teacher, I mean, I think I think a twist on the idea of the Breaking Bad situation could be good, right? Like, okay, Breaking Bad. He's a he's a mild mannered. Uh, chemistry teacher, yeah, who sees the lucrative drug market and sees how it offers him an opportunity to change mm-hmm. his life, yeah, right, that he's been yearning for, yeah. What is another thing that he could see? You yeah, see? well, okay, this is this is the things that have entered my mind. Uh, there's yep. a great drug guy, There's a it's a drug guy who sees the benefits of getting a, a consistent chemistry job. I I already love that. <laughs> he just likes the stability. I think that's so likes good. And then you see him around the staff room, right? And he's struggling to adjust and obviously mm. he's shocked by a lot of the stuff. I think some of the um the like petty office politics yeah. of be the reality of being a teacher, I think he would find quite confronting. And he yeah. might even be shocked to find what he's capable of behind the scenes of the staff room. I think you could almost get look. I, I know this is very this is between you and me, really. But you could get Xavier Michaelides to play a guy like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, like he he's a f- big friendly guy, yep. but not he's not that big. But like I don't mean that. He's not that friendly. No, I don't. Like, <laughs> no, he's really he's pretty friendly. But I reckon he 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 could exude more. You know, a lot of darkness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exude. So, exude. Yeah, and uh, and so I guess you've just we 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 just catch him. Did he? We just catch him after he's finished his dip ed. Well, <laughs> or he's just start, or is he pretend he fakes he fakes a dip ed to get to get in? I guess I, I think that's what it is. So I think he's doing some sort of a drug deal. Yeah, right. Um, near a school. Yeah, and glancing through the window of the chemistry lab, he sees a chemistry teacher, mm. and then he sees the chemistry teacher go and get in his cheap car or whatever it is, get his small small paycheck. Yeah. For some reason, they're being they're paying these chemistry teachers in cash. <laughs> in cash, on location. <laughs> on location. Uh, good teaching today. <laughs> I mean, that's almost a sketch in itself. Like, like a a school that is run like it's a drug. Yeah, just a deal. That, that, like, like you know, where the the teachers get paid sort of under the table. Cash. But just like that, just that handshake pay. Yeah. Because like we get we get those kind of payments just doing doing stand up and stuff like that. People come up and they just put like as if we're, we we have to hide that there's mm. money exchanging hands. So here you go and you go thank you so much and you kind of yeah. secretly I mean, put it in your pocket. Well, I think I think comedy is, is <laughs> that that money is so rare in stand up comedy in mm. Melbourne that I think I think we try and hide when it does exist. We try and hide it to um sort of I guess protect the. Uh, the sensibilities of those who who don't see any don't see any at all yeah right? well, little do they know though if they just hang in there oh, if yeah. they just hang in there there'll be a there couple of 50 dollar mc yeah, sets to be had to be had every once every three months <laughs> so quit your job yeah. as a drug dealer and, and become this 
But I, um, I, I think I think that's really good. I think, yeah. I think drug dealer who becomes a chemistry teacher, and you know, I I think I think is able to turn his skills as a drug dealer, such as they are, possibly you know, um, what are they? Being a, a, a sort of a cold-hearted murderer. Yeah, standing over people. Standing over people. Uh, yeah. But also just, you know, practic- practical skills of just mm. getting things done, cutting mm. things. Uh, <laughs> like, not, not, I mean, cutting drugs. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the kids learn a lot. Yeah. And like, he, he becomes the best chemistry teacher. Yeah, res- right? like, you know, just even having, like... You have to do a lot of research if you want to make drugs in your own bathtub yeah. because you got to find recipes. You got to know how to set up a VPN. You're a one man business trying to like avoid detection as well. Well, and and very often you're having to mo- motivate um, delinquent teens to do what you want them to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is sell drugs, but you could use that. To get them to get high grades. I think it gets to the point where his kids are getting such high grades that it's suspicious and he has to find ways in which to hide the high grades. <laughs> He's got to launder high yeah. grades. <laughs> yeah, so so he he somehow like... He, he funnels them through a kindergarten class. No, like, or like he, he, he changes the average. No, he uses some weird bell... bell mm. Anyway, bell curve... Model, marking system marking to system. Yeah, yeah. hide the fact that his students are doing really, really well. Yeah. But then when they do the standardized tests, then they can really mm. excel and he's not responsible. Yeah, and they sent down an auditor or something. Yeah. And he murders him. That would be... And dissolves his body in a bathtub. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Well, I mean, it'd be nice if he was a nicer guy. Than well, I think he is a nice he guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah, you know, I, I guess just, so. Just he, like Walter White is a sort of maybe maybe a fundamentally good guy who does bad things, maybe a fundamentally bad guy who does some good things. We don't know with this guy either. I He's like a that. fundamentally bad guy who does. Do you think things. we should, we like that's a TV series we could submit? I think that's a whole TV series. That's honestly. a whole TV. Well, no, well, it's like at least one season. <laughs> well, I think that's that's a whole. Oh, it's not a whole season. Well, I mean, this, it? it's a whole season. I mean, there's there's clearly. There's clearly a lot in this. This is you've got a character. There is a lot in you've this. You've got a you've got a Almost scenario. Too much. How many how many times do you come up with an idea that is this complete? <laughs> Look, we give him a girlfriend. Oh wow. He he finds her right, a job. You're right. At the there school. is a series in this. <laughs> she becomes janitor. I don't think you we can just give people a girlfriend. I think it's up to the girlfriend if she wants to be in a oh, relationship. Oh, she's definitely got agency. She's got agency is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, she's I realized that in the last episode we were talking about the agency of the, the woman in the shoe buying sketch. Yeah. And I said, well, she's got agency. She's buying shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just like to apologize for that. <laughs> and, uh, and a host of other things I've said and done on this podcast. Uh. You got to understand the pressure to keep talking, <laughs> and you know, makes and fools the, of us all. And I do, I do like, like I very subtly, but there's parts of me that wants to entrap you into oh, situations. And you do, Alistair, and yeah. I walk right into those traps. Yeah, it's uh, it, because of the beautifulness of uh, the outrage culture these days. Is mm. that you can you can sort of gently rib your friends by getting them, <laughs> by getting their lives ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Having having them utterly destroyed by an online hate mob. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe the online hate mob is acting out of love. Mm, Online love Online. That's what they should call them. Online. What? Love mob. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Have you ever broken a peach by just, just tearing it apart? I've done that with... Apricots, but I feel like that's low-hanging fruit, well, literally and figurative, figuratively. Well, what, what? I don't do know you if mean? you know about this, but but there's peaches. So I think maybe once we spoke about, uh, I told you about dripstone peaches. Yep. The, yeah, we the, did. My we family. Did. They're a fantastic peach. Yeah. Well, what a peach. Right. Well, they they themselves were a slipstone peach, which is pe- pe- but any kind of peaches that you can tear, oh, break apart like the- that. And the pip just pip doesn't isn't cling. connected to the... There's a slipstone peach. Oh, I see. The peaches in heaven are like that. I yeah. Reckon. Well, there's just breeds of peaches that are just like that. What about this, right? Yeah. It's like a, uh, it's a, it's like a Twilight Zone kind of thing, right? Where a guy goes to heaven. Yeah. Right? And it's absolute paradise. He dies. He goes to heaven. It's absolute Why? paradise. Everything is perfect. Okay, yeah. He's so happy. He's, 
he is in constant bliss. Somebody gives him a peach. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to open it, right? And the, the pit is still all connected and sort of tears apart and juice goes everywhere. Yeah. And he he realizes that this isn't heaven. This is hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to slit his wrist so he can yeah, go to and he can't kill himself. Go to the next level of hell, which is because anything else would be better. I feel could die in hell though. Do you think that there's like a hell heaven and a hell hell? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I reckon those are two actually two yeah, sketches, right? Okay. Like the well, that that is definitely a complete sketch. He realizes he's in hell. Yeah, ah! <laughs> but I think, I think he, like, I'm not sure if that, like, how he realizes, or, or no, I know how he realizes it's because of the the the, the shitty peach, right? Yeah, maybe a flowery apple is like a is like a more relatable thing. It might have to be a flowery apple, um, but, but. That that flowery apple, whether or not he's actually in hell, we don't know. But the flowery apple is enough to make him start to question uh, paradise. Yeah. And that actually drives him insane and he creates his own hell oh. within this paradise. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, I'll change open peach to eats. A flowery apple. Flowery. Oh, but then uh, look, we might we, we might need to workshop this because we don't want people to think that the apple is somehow a reference to you know the Garden of Eden or something like that. Fuck that. Know? We'll just fuck say that. yeah. F- forget fuck that. Forget those people. Fuck that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Look, I think, and then he just he turns it into his own hell by with through his own neuroses. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. No. That's good. And then he goes to Helven. Helven. <laughs> But then he, does each level you go to, like if you go to Helven and then you kill yourself in Helven, do you go to maybe... Helven. Hell, Helven. I think maybe... Do you think that like within... Helven, hell. <laughs> within heaven, there might be like even like a little hell, like a little sort of like... Like a penalty know? box. Yeah, like a penalty box, like how, you know, mm. the... the um, police have got cells at the station, but that's not prison, right? Yeah. It's just a little holding cell kind of thing. It's a little yeah, holding yeah. hell. Where you can Little be hold, put overnight just to hell. sober up or something. See, that's like good. That. Yeah, and it's just it's just it's just a room, like a glass room filled with fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's just like a little fire in the corner or something. I guess there's got to be some kind of justice system up there. Yeah. Like, cause would... what if what if you're getting bliss and then somebody else is getting bliss, but you just feel like they're getting a bit more bliss out of something yeah. than you than you are? Like, well, I, I maybe the punishment up there is just to have a little bit less bliss. Yeah, but right? yeah. Well, now you can have infinity minus one delicious grapes. Yeah, but then that would only that would only make your make your dissatisfaction fester even more. That's true. I think this is what happened to Lucifer. Really? Is this how he became the devil? I think he. I think. I think. Yeah. I think he was. He had a festering in him. You know, and and the question of where that came from. Mm. Where did that original dissatisfaction? come from it's almost like the question about the big bang where did the universe begin yeah and also like 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 it's probably the first flaw in god right yeah because you go wait a second i thought this was supposed to be your perfect space do you think that maybe when god was making lucifer he was looking at his phone like he just wasn't quite i think that's probably was he just probably wasn't quite if you have all knowledge yeah you're Probably scrolling through it in your head, at least occasionally. <laughs> you think he was scrolling through his mental Wikipedia, like, yeah. like as, yeah, as as somebody who knows everything. Occasionally, you'll your eyes will roll back in your head, and you'll just check out the contents of your own brain. Well, what's and you'll go into autopilot, and you'll make a flawed angel. Like, what would be the point of having all knowledge if you never look at it? Mm. So what he so he never thinks about it. He's never distracted. He's never yeah no he he's distracted. He's distracted oh, more than anyone. Yeah, everything <laughs> reminds him of something. He's probably infinitely distracted. He's probably omni distracted. Yeah. I would say God. That's why I, I reckon he. I mean, he's everywhere all at once. That yeah. is gonna be. That's uh, very makes it hard to f- focus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, God, no. But I want you here now, God. Okay, be with me. Come on, be with me in Come the on. moment. Let me pay uh, attention. Blah. Where are I you? Am. I am. I am. Okay, I'm paying attention. You're not. You're oh, everywhere sorry. again, aren't you? You're uh-huh. everywhere. Oh, you got me. <laughs> 
Um, is that a sketch? That God is everywhere? That God is distracted, or God was making Lucifer, and he was distracted. But looking at, I mean, it's hard to illustrate. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Should I put it down as a halfy? Uh, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, nah. No? Nah. I, I, I got no time for halfies. You got no bloody time. You know, time. at my age, yeah. uh, half sketch is nothing. That's true. I don't... Well, I was looking at my. I have all these notebooks that are just piled up from the years of trying to do, you know, write down. I got a stack of them somewhere as well. I got to give them to you. I found some of mine. Yeah. Wow. Just pages, just loose sheets of just yeah, stuff right. that you've written. I'm thinking about burning it. Oh, okay. Or like it's starting again. <laughs> you know, like I would just pull all the pages that have ideas and go. I go. I don't need old ideas. I don't want to rely on old ideas ever again. Yeah. Great. I think I think even just having them there as a possibility mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. burdening me. It's just a heaviness. Yeah, but at the same time, I think Kafka did that with his papers when he died, and people uh, like it's traumatic Look for handy. society to know that they're missing out on what like like that insight Look, and that potential genius. Well, I don't want you to miss out on this insight right yep. here, Andy. I'm no Kafka. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, the world. The world will be fine yeah. without my uh, my. Uh, imagine a world where everyone is a ninja. Is that a thing that you found I've, written I've, down? On a I've piece written of paper? that down somewhere. Wow. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting because everybody would be sneaking up on everybody else. Yeah, so so you don't see anybody. Yeah, then occasionally somebody just goes. <laughs> Then you're like, what was that? But, but then you're also a but ninja. But then you're doing that as yeah. well, aren't you? So you're, you're running across somebody else's periphery. Yeah. Oh, well, not if you're good. <laughs> right. We didn't say everyone's a good ninja. No, no, that's true. Yeah. So there would be like old ninjas and sort of... Car- How do ninjas mate? How do they reproduce? Uh, spores? Do they leave spores I think somewhere? They, I think it must be spores. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think if you get become quite skilled, you could probably... Impregnate sort of someone without get, make it make it make a sort of make a sort of spore cloud, which is just a sperm cloud. Yeah, right. You know, or by moving around relatively fast, it's probably oh, just when, leave when a ninjas trail. Disappear in a puff of smoke. Yeah. Is that their spores? <laughs> that could be their, their uh, right. Okay, because uh, yeah. I've tripped, trodden on those puffball fungi things, and they release that cloud of spores. That's what it and is. It's very similar. And so and then they hope that another ninja will come through. Just. Which, into which would that. be a, an awful time to come through, especially as somebody's trying to leave, because that means that there's some danger it's trying to escape from. But maybe Here the you da- are now you're pregnant. Maybe the danger it's trying to escape from is parenthood. Yeah, indeed. Kafka. Yeah, right, his name. It sounds a lot like a caffeine-based drink. Yeah, it makes me think of babka. Babka. Yeah, which is a Jewish-based dessert. Bobka. Bobka. Yeah, and I've, I've eaten one, Bobka. and it is one of the greatest things that you could eat. Really? Now, whether or not any bobkas have, <laughs> like, have 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 any writing <laughs> that you would consider bobka esque. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> um, well, it's a kind of like it's a, it's a um oh look it's a, it's a it's a metaphorical dystopia. Yeah. In a in a bread roll or whatever a bobka is. I guess when you're eating a bobka, you're kind of like, oh, why am I here again? <laughs> like you're you're very much like yeah. the guy in the trial. Yeah. Like you, you're you like, find yourself. I find you wake up confronted with a bub that you woke up in the morning. There's a bobka there. <laughs> it, there's yeah. no there's no explanation, but the rest of your life is spent trying to explain yeah. the origins of this bobka. Or one day you wake up and you are a bobka. Oh. Right. <laughs> And uh, uh, and then your family comes in and they they they're terrified of you obviously because you're just you're just a, a sort of a bready pastry <laughs> laced with chocolate sitting on your bed where I don't you think once we, were I don't, sleeping. I don't think we can do another Kafka based sketch. We already had metaph- metamorphosis. Yeah, and uh, I think I think I think we draw a line under Kafka. What was that one? Was I that where we, somebody wakes uh, up and they're a metaphor? <laughs> what? A, yeah. Okay. Uh, no. 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 It was where somebody. 
it was where Kafka's um, publisher is trying to convince him that he should call the the book Metamorphosis. <laughs> Metamorphosis. Um, what about what about that idea though of burning all your works after you're dead? Yeah. Right. Like, obviously, with well, Kafka, it's a yeah. tragedy because mm. he was a genius. Yeah. But like, what if you weren't a terrible writer? Right? Yeah. And maybe people were trying to convince you to burn all your works, <laughs> or people were just assuming, like mm. you're on your deathbed, and there, and someone's like, "Well, okay, and I'll I'll burn all the works." Shall Can I? I? <laughs> like he's giving things. <laughs> he's starting he's, to burn them like, now. You're yeah. not even that dead yet. Like what about like so he's he's got like his loved ones around him as he's dying. Yep. And um, and he goes, and you, uh, you Kevin, uh, you can have my radio. <laughs> And brother, <laughs> brother, I want you. You can have my Chevrolet, like that. And uh, this is a and, rough deal. You, one guy gets a radio, one guy gets a Chevrolet. And and Luke, Luke, can I can can I burn all your all your manuscripts? <laughs> uh, Luke, no. There is, a, there is a box in the attic that yeah. contains all my manuscripts. Yeah. yeah, I'll burn them. I can, I, I can burn, burn them for you. you. Don't worry. He goes, <laughs> no, not burn them. I want you to get them published. No. You sure you don't want them burned? Yeah, no. That's Kafka had all his burned. He goes, no, fuck Kafka. <laughs> no, I think the world would prefer if we burned them. Look, I've already started burning some of them. It was cold last night. I assumed you would want want them burned. It's been it's cold right now. And then he opens up his jacket and there's a fire on in there. Like that, and he, like it's a he, burning manuscript. Yeah, burning manuscript. One um, of my favorite joke that I'm doing right now. Oh yeah, right. Well, look, I think there's there's something in that. I don't know. Wait, yeah. but my favorite joke right now that I'm doing. It's not even the joke. This is just on my way to doing a joke. I go. Um, so I I, I I was having a shower recently. Really recently. Like, I'm showering right now. <laughs> and How's that go? That's all that's been going pretty good. That's all like that's all I wanna do now in my in my comedy is just have that much fun. I have so much fun within those three seconds while I say that. That I don't know how to ever Anyway, mm. is there anything in the Kafka manuscript burning thing? Do you think that's a sketch? Or do you I think, think there's something in it. I wonder if we've got to exactly what the comic twist on that is. There needs to be more comic twist, don't you think? Well, possibly. Okay, so what about instead of giving away a radio, he's like, you, <laughs> you can have all my pool noodles. <laughs> I mean... The idea of an un like leaving aside anything to do with Kafka, mm. the idea of a totally unequal distribution of assets yeah. as somebody's on their deathbed yeah. is quite funny. Yeah, right. It's fun. But then, yeah, it, uh, the people who are acting, who are receiving them, have to be such great actors to play yeah. it really well. It's true. It's putting a lot of pressure yeah. on the actors on the to actors. be able to act well. Yeah. <laughs> and I would hate to do that. Yeah, that's. No, but like, okay. I'm like uh, all the pool noodles. <laughs> oh, Jeremy's uh, getting all yeah. the pool noodles. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, and um, Samuel, you can have my set of floaties. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's it's just two floaties, Mark. Mark's getting all all your the pool noodles. noodles. Okay, whatever. Is it, uh, oh. uh, maybe it is funnier if this is still Kafka. It's <laughs> <Is> Kafka. <laughs> Um, okay, no, well, but, but we put okay, Kafka what if it, in a Kafkaesque situation where he's forever giving away giving all away all, all his belongings. What if what if the, like as well as Kafka wanting to, what if it's this this idea of, okay, what we 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 because also there is an element of vanity in this idea of burning all your stuff after you die. Yeah, right. Like like oh come on. Like, how seriously can you possibly... Like, like burning, really? Like, like you're protecting your legacy and it's like we're burning magic. It's very dramatic, isn't it? It's like, very dramatic. You know, can't I just, like, I don't know, shred them or put them in a bin or something like that? You know, like... like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to make such a scene of everything, <laughs> Kafka. But, okay, maybe Kafka, yeah. you know, like, 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 is there... That after he does other things, he wants things burned, or he wants other things that he's leaving behind burned to try and preserve. Or you know, he like, maybe maybe okay. Kafka 
what it was is he wanted he he, he didn't want that to dilute his body of work, right? The stuff that yeah. he didn't think was good enough because he was a perfectionist. Well, like okay, he makes breakfast. He doesn't uh, and he gets to someone to burn all the eggs that he didn't what eat. What, I don't know. What what, <laughs> um, what about what about he is it, this is it's a it's the story of Kafka trying to get get rid of all the all the history of any bad stuff that he would have written right. that wasn't the perfect sure, draft. Sure, sure. So then he would have had people who read some of those drafts when he, you know when he was getting advice. So he has to go off and sort of finish finish all these people off. Get them burned. Get them well, you know, killed. Yep. Um uh he has to there be no trace of any teachers that mm. like taught him. Somehow he has to appear like he he was completely like he you know he he basically just appeared in this world created so he I guess there's killing more people. There's more yeah, killing. Yeah, right, right. And, and like, like, I guess erase the memory of his existence in some way. Other like than... Anyone who ever met him. Other than his name and his amazing and work. his work. And amazing that weird f- f- photo of him where he's got a big mono brow or something. I'm still not happy with this idea. No. No. No, it's okay. I, honestly, Alistair, when I this, die, yeah. I would like you to be killed. Yeah, so so that I don't... Everyone who's listened to this who's podcast to, this. to be burned. That'd be so great that if this was this our this is our sort of uh, the ring episode mm. where now we have to go and then reach into people's heads mm. from this podcast. You come out of the podcast and look. Okay, now I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out of the podcast into your ears, and I'm just must playing with your brain there. Let me right. just get that. Let me just okay. I'll just scratch it. Fucking all right. There we go. You're no longer. Uh, knowledgeable in the thing that we were talking about just then. Well, I think maybe you you want to reach out and you want to just totally scramble their brain so all their brains pour out their nose, right? And then they fall down dead. Oh, that'd be good. And uh, give the opportunity to everybody to just start again by falling down dead. <laughs> or at least, like, okay, let's say they just—it's just one one part of their brain. Right. Great. Yeah, that that liquefies and falls out of their nose. Um. This this is just what about okay so it's Kafka he's in his deathbed oh Christ shut up okay shut up yep. he's in his deathbed right uh, somebody just keeps reading things out to him that are possessions of his mm-hmm. and then he's forced to decide who gets it yep and and then and it just doesn't end for him <laughs> he doesn't find out why it's just a it's a Kafka situation well I mean. If it is actually... What about the pool noodles, Kafka? <laughs> the pool noodles. I don't care. Everything can go to to to, to Susie. Like that. And you go, Susie doesn't have the room for everything. No, yeah. You're uh, gonna have to divide it up more equally. And so then it, it could be, he could be trying that tactic where he's just trying to give everything mm. to Susie. But then at some point, like so, so he goes the pool noodles, and he goes Susie. And he goes, so what about? Uh, your pet owl. He goes, Susie, like that. And then and then it's like, uh, uh, your Corvette, Susie, like that. And then and not long, Susie comes in. She's like, Kafka, you got to stop giving me all of these things. I have no place for it. I'm, even even the stuff that I don't want to keep, I have to keep paying the goddamn guy at the tip to throw it away. They don't, you can't throw things away for nothing Kafka, anymore. why you do this to me? It's a nightmare. Attractive nightmare. Please In give, Kafka-esque give, nightmare. Please give something to someone else, Kafka. <laughs> like that. And then, he, and then the guy goes, uh, he seeks ravioli fresh <laughs> made by your mama that she just brought over. And he goes, ah, Susie, you sure you don't want these <laughs> ravioli? She goes, Kafka, what did I tell you? Like that. And then, These characters are getting more and more Italian. <laughs> and then and he goes, okay, I'll, I'll give it to Ben Johnson. Like that. And he goes, oh, thank you, Kafka. Okay. Now, what about this lock of your daughter's hair? Susie. <laughs> Susie. Kafka, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm starting... And while I'm not like I'm enjoying this, Alistair, and I'm, but I'm, I, while I'm not convinced that we've yet quite found the sketch, I am starting to see Kafka as a more and more funny character, <laughs> and I do want to see Kafka in more situations. Like, as soon as you mentioned the fact that Kafka has a Corvette, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Right. Like, because I didn't picture Kafka as a Corvette kind of guy. Yeah. But now, now that I see him as this kind of almost like a playboy, mm. <laughs> as like a, yeah. uh, you know, 
swinging like a kind of dark swinging guy yeah yeah like and i think it's 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 a kind of a buddy it's a buddy film like it's a buddy sort of tv show right it's kafka and lovecraft both kind of (laughs) introverts who are forced to hang out together okay now i genuinely love this idea right kafka and lovecraft as a crime fighting duo Sure. Just the name yeah. Kafka and Lovecraft. Even if it's right? just they, a, like a, a mystery-solving duo. Yeah, yeah. mystery-solving duo, right? Lovecraft, he's always convinced that the the crime, the murder was committed by an eldritch demon from beyond the dark, you know, the the <laughs> the veils of human yeah. knowledge. Whereas Kafka thinks that the, the the horror that it happened really just came from the small-minded bureaucracy that exists in all of us. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And and it's kind of like uh, Love, Lovecraft has this sort of like reverse Scooby-Doo situation. Whenever they find somebody who's responsible for it, he yeah. keeps trying to pull off their face because he's like, surely there's a beast beneath this who's responsible yeah. for this evil. It's almost it's almost like it's, it's, it's kind of X-Files, right? Because Mulder is always the guy who thought they were aliens and <laughs> Scully was the person who was uh, sort of rational and scientific and said that it wasn't possible. Mm. It's Kafka and Lovecraft. Kafka is just the banality of evil, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and Lovecraft is the, oh, oh no, evil. It's is evil the, with tentacles. It's, and, it's, it's <laughs> the evil of evil. Slime. It's the evil of evil. <laughs> um. Who knows what evil lies in the heart of really evil beasts who are totally made out of evil and are also extremely unpleasant. That was a, that's, a, that's a genuine H.P. Lovecraft quote. Can you believe it? I, I would if I had heard it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Alistair. Don't worry. I, I can tell when you're in a different place. Uh, and it's when you're writing uh, down uh, the sketches that we've just come up with. I'm really so, I'm really happy about Kafka and Lovecraft. Yeah. Like, I want to. That is a recurring sketch it'll, for me. It'll be the next Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Kafka and Lovecraft, is, that, that, that to me is like graphic novel. That says graphic novel. Yeah. Do you think Alan, we can get Alan Moore on board? Alan Moore... I reckon he'd love it. Call him. Let's call him. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is Alan Moore. I uh, just got my voice mail. I'm probably conducting a summoning ceremony in my uh, underground dungeon. Boop. Christ. Uh, hi, Alan. Uh, this is just Alistair and Andy. We uh, just came up with a great idea for a, a possible graphic novel. We know I think you're making, you're writing grimoires and pornography now. Uh, so I don't know if you're still doing this kind of like uh, sort of story crossover type thing. But this is kind of where we have the authors in the book as the characters. So I don't know if you've done that. I know you've kind of put stuff from, from anyway other stories people in stories yeah. but i don't know if you put the writers in there so anyway if you're interested uh give us a call uh or send us an email where you can find us at two in tank on twitter uh i'm at alistair tb yeah and we're also think tank at stupid old uh dot com dot au We've never given out our email address. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how to check that email. No. But, oh, God, I hope that we haven't been getting thousands of emails of important job opportunities. Uh, so that email know, address. That's that's likely. People often who want to give you job opportunities give up after one try. <laughs> People who want to give you job job opportunities very often find an email address that is not advertised anywhere <laughs> and you only use to log into your Twitter account and email that once. Yeah. And then give up. Especially people who are desperate to give you a job opportunity. Mm. Anyway, we're really open to job opportunities, especially fun ones that involve big money and, uh, and great success. What about a sketch in w- that, that, that revolves around really important messages, mm-hmm. like possibly of world-changing, like global war kind of significance, yeah. being sent either on Facebook or being left as voicemail messages... That's fun. Um, you know, like like and and you know they wind up in your filtered messages folder on Facebook because you're not actually Facebook friends with uh, Putin. This sounds like a YouTube channel to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, important messages through history. Yeah, right. It's it's through the, it's, through the wrong medium. It's the filter. It's the filtered messages inboxes of history's greatest mm. minds. So it's Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. <laughs> what's what's in his filtered what's messages in his inbox? Filter? Hey, Genghis, oh, it's the just, Emperor Lao Tse. <laughs> uh, just wanted to say, probably stop murdering and raping and all that. Uh, you, you, 
You know what's in Genghis Khan's filtered messages what, inbox? What is it? It's a lot of messages from women who have had his children, <laughs> had his children. and who are just trying to get in touch. <laughs> I've got something quite important to tell you. Um, <laughs> that's really good. That's that's his that's his inbox is just full <laughs> yeah. of it of his unchecked inbox because he's just always on the road and yeah. he doesn't have a doesn't have a look. I'm just gonna write that down. Genghis. I mean, Genghis. He wouldn't. His phone would never be charged up. He's always out on the Mongolian steppe with his horsemen tribes. And do you think you can find a PowerPoint? I don't think so. People keep trying to convince him to get one of those little plug-in um, battery booster boxes things that but then you've got to find somewhere to charge that up and he's you know that's not genghis you can't tie him down he can tie you down and uh, behead you but you can't tie him down that's genghis <laughs> well i guess i should take us through today's sketches yeah andy we this is a this is a bumper crop it's today a bumper crop. it's a goddamn bumper crop it's almost it's look it's almost as big as the day that we had nick mason in here i think where we might have hit 10 it's a real mason load it's a real mason load we got <laughs> Is a mason load bigger or smaller than a butt load? <laughs> well, it must be bigger, right? Because Mason himself has a butt. That's right? true. So that would be contain a butt load. Yeah. And therefore, the mason, yeah. which is the, the butt load, is a subset of the mason load. That's true. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that Mason, uh, his butt is a giant, <laughs> and a so colossus. and so Mason himself is a colossus. Um. Okay, so up front we got Crocodile Dundee down under his luck. Yeah, this is old. He's in a nursing home. He's old. He's trying yeah. to escape. Well, yeah, a or, lot of or it, I, I reckon it's his, it's his big hairy friend. You know, his dumb kind of friend comes in. He needs to get him to help him out with something. What was his name? Big hairy dumb friend. I'm oh, not sure. What was he called? Donk. Maybe Donk. Donk. I think I think Donk is running. A croc farm, a farming place where they, you know, they farm croc meat. Yeah. And it's being taken over by some huge conglomerate that is, Mm -hmm. you know, is going to like probably the Chinese. They're going to build a a, a uranium mine. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're just going to export all the meat to China. Right? Right. I guess it sounds like it's going to make a lot of... (laughs) It sounds like a really good business thing in the sort of economy. For him to get out of that. He's like, it's a great opportunity for me to get out of here. You've got to save me before I make a good decision. (laughs) Um, We'll workshop it. And then the second sketch, retrospective on an Aussie comedy. I think that that's... We we didn't go too deep into that, but I think that's a great idea where we're just looking at... uh, different comedy shows throughout Australian history and we create characters. That's right. It's because I wrote it down, but you had just come up with some character was somebody, the elf. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went on our elf this is This is, this is called, this, the show's called Stop Watching This Is Comedy. It's yeah. the retrospective. Okay, great. Stop Watching This Is Comedy. Yeah. Um, this is Aussie comedy. This is Aussie comedy. And, uh, and then obviously there'll be... There'd be interviews with different comedians reminiscing about what it was like to grow up watching these shows on TV. I think it'd be fun if it's even even the the talking heads are made up. They're also made up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's like you know there's 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 Blabby McFool face. (laughs) Oh wow! (laughs) Like oh, he's like I was so influenced by Kanga in the. In the nude munch, <laughs> which was obviously a uh, a German troop that came over here and pretended to be Australian, mm. and but that was of course before Australia knew what Australia was. And they had defined a lot of Australian identity, a lot of defined Australian identity, <laughs> and uh, and I brought a lot of that kind of ideas into my act. <laughs> Blabby McFool face. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and then we got uh, next sketch is God and Santa are in cahoots, mm. uh, where they've got a duopoly on the sort of the judging of people. They're mm. keeping uh, the devil slash Aldi out of the market. And when I say cahoots, probably one of the most fun words. Cahoots, yeah. Not linked to owls in any way. Not, not in any way. <laughs> um, There's <laughs> uh, a drug drug dealer who becomes. A chemistry teacher. This is going to be our comedy sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be bigger than uh, some parody of Ben Hur. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, guy. <laughs> uh, what what was the parody of Ben Hur? I'm sure I've seen one. Yeah. Well, in a way, Life of Brian was a bit of a parody of Ben Hur. That's right. Yeah. Look. Sometimes you got to be happy when you formulate a full joke on the spot, yeah, on, the, on, the, you know, on the fly. Um, so happy. Guy goes to heaven, total bliss, but then he eats a flowery apple, and it and and that puts enough doubt in his mind that he creates his own hell within bliss. Or if that's too complicated, he just realizes that he's actually in hell. Or he realizes in hell. But I think there's a short film in this, Andy. This is this is what's going to bring take us to the top. This short mm. film, guy creates his own hell out of heaven. Yeah. Oh, like. We film it on a cyclorama. I feel almost like we've come up with this idea before. It feels a bit familiar. Well, Andy, I have a better memory than you, and <laughs> look, you're probably right. Um, when we got look, I've written down Kafka deathbed list because I really like that one. Great, and and it's fine, even if it's a scene. It ends up being a scene in Kafka and Lovecraft that he's he's pretty sure he's on his deathbed. Yep. Right, but it's him on his. I think Kafka would be quite sort of neurotic and hyper. He's a bit of a hypochondriac, and he constantly thinks that he's sick yeah. and is about to die. Yeah, and, and I think that within this show, that that Kafka does wind up in a few Kafka situations oh, constantly. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> to be and, honest, he doesn't realize how many how Kafka esque situations keep happening to him. Do he's, you think that when Kafka winds up in a Kafka esque situation, is it Kafka esque or is it just Kafka? <laughs> I think you can drop the esque. Uh, all right, then. I will. Good. Thanks. <laughs> then we've got Kafka and Lovecraft, which is the uh, crime-fighting slash sort of mystery-solving Solving duo, duo uh, kind of situation. And then we have, obviously we have Genghis Khan. Uh, his email is full of emails from ladies with news. <laughs> I think we should have a talk. I need... Yeah. Just, oh, just got something you want to hear. I hope, think you want to hear. You're doing great. Hope you're still. Are you still still rampaging? You still uh, the leader of a uh, sort of a huge empire because uh, I could use a man like that in my life right now. And so, I don't want it, and you don't have it, and we can't get it because it's not there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Um, just as always, you know, we're a part of the uh, Planet Broadcasting Network. You can find us online. And we would encourage you to do so because um, we're, we, we're lonely on the, there. The, yeah, and that is definitely where most of our presence is currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, please go and review the show if you like it. That's a great way to support the show. Review it and uh, and write a little something and give it five stars or four stars or however many stars you... I mean, to be honest, three stars is better than... Like, that's above average. I then assume it's it, three stars is better than just than being ignored. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, and and you know, uh, Twitter, Twitter, which we already gave away earlier in the podcast, and uh, we'll find so us on the Facebook. Eagle-eared listeners, yeah, at Two and Tank though. That's where you can really find us. I'm stupid old Andy. He's Alistair TB, and uh, we, uh, we 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 absolutely we 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 love you unbedubedly we love you love you love you take care see you later oh Andy wait before we go which one of these sketches do you think that ants would like <laughs> um uh let's see well I mean you know uh Lovecraft I I, I can imagine would hypothesize a kind of like giant ant. That's true. You know, as as a sort of, sort of giant evil ant, maybe a queen ant that sort of lays its eggs mm. inside the minds of yeah. people who stare too long into the darkness. Yeah, and I guess if if there were sort of large creatures, there'd probably be a slime. I think mm. these picture slimes, which are probably made of a mucus. Maybe there's some sugar in that mucus. Ants like sugar. Great, and um, I think possibly at some point in the Crocodile Dundee sketch, Crocodile Dundee, like he's. He's trapped in this nursing home, right? Mm. And while he's in there, he's been training ants. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, some some of those, some especially those northern Queensland ants, which are some pretty hefty ants. Pretty decent ants. Yeah, maybe yeah. a bull ant. Maybe, maybe he maybe one a of them. Fire ant. It, it, you know, he trains it to bite one of the the guards. Well, there if, are guards. If this, that did happen, if there was some ant success happening in there, from mm. the point of view of an ant, that would be a great. I guess biting is oh, the, one man. of the biggest achievements you can have. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. All right. 
And, uh, oh, and by the way, the podcast is produced by George Matthews. Uh, yeah. He does all the production work on it. So yeah, uh, thank yeah. you, George. Thank you very much, George. Okay, guys. We are going now. We, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.